Welcome to the Keos Podcast, a series dedicated to bringing you the best claims and legal insight. Hello and welcome to Keos Safeguarding Matters Podcast. My name is Ian Carroll and I'm a partner here at Keos and head of the abuse team. I'm joined by Loran Nolan, an associate within our abuse team. Uh, we're often instructed not only in relation to claims on behalf of organisations for abuse, but matters of safeguarding, which remain a critical area of importance, not only in society generally, but for any organisation that comes into contact with children or vulnerable adults. Today is our first Keogh Safeguarding Matters episode, and we thought that an important topic discussed in the month of September was the Keeping Children Safe in Education guidance, which has been updated as of the first of this month. Loran, perhaps you could explain what this is? Yeah, so Keeping Children Safe in Education is the statutory guidance for schools and colleges. Um, The guidance sets out what schools and colleges in England must do to safeguard and promote the welfare of children and young people under the age of 18 in order to comply with the law. So it's directed at governing bodies of maintained schools, nursery schools and colleges, proprietors of independent schools and non-maintained special schools, management of committees of pupil referral units and senior leadership teams. So schools and colleges in England must have regard to this guidance when carrying out their duties and where the guidance states schools and colleges should do something, it should be followed unless there is a good reason not to. So as a result, it's essential that everybody working in a school or college understands their safeguarding responsibilities. So the first guidance document was published by the Department of Education in March 2014. Is this the first time that it's been updated? No, it's actually updated quite regularly and according to new government requirements. And the document itself is split into five parts. Part one is safeguarding information for all staff. Part two, the management of safeguarding. Part three, safer recruitment. Part four, allegations of abuse made against teachers and other staff. Part five, child on child sexual violence and sexual harassment. And then we have annexes A to H, which are found at the back of the guidance and they expand on topics covered in the main parts of the guidance. So, for example, Annex F sets out the substantive changes made by this new guidance. So thanks, Laurent. So before we go um, into more detail about the changes or updates in those different parts of the guidance, uh, there has been one key change to the guidance issued this year, hasn't there? Um, Yes, that's right. So the Department of Education has previously issued advice on sexual violence and sexual harassment between children in schools and colleges. And one of the key changes this year is that advice has now been merged into this Keeping Children Safe in Education 2022. As part of this merger, the term child on child abuse rather than peer on peer abuse is used throughout the updated guidance. And this advice is covered in part five of the guidance. So if I turn to the other parts and the change that can be found. Um, In part one, safeguarding information for all staff. So domestic abuse has been added to the list of safeguarding issues that all staff should be aware of. Um, The guidance makes it clear that domestic abuse can be psychological, physical, sexual, financial or emotional. It can impact on children through seeing, hearing or experiencing the effects of domestic abuse and or experiencing it through their own intimate relationships. In part two, the management of safeguarding, there is an emphasis placed on the fact that governors and trustees should receive appropriate safeguarding and child protection training at induction and then at regular intervals thereafter. And the training should provide them with the knowledge to ensure their school safeguarding policies and procedures are effective. 
there are also um, some other important messages uh, about the Equality Act and online safety. Uh, the latter of particular importance given the revelations around everyone's invited that developed last year. Yes, firstly, the guidance sets out the significance of the Equality Act 2010 to school safeguarding, including that schools and colleges must not unlawfully discriminate against pupils because of their protected characteristics, must consider how they are supporting pupils with protected characteristics, and must take positive action where proportionate to deal with the disadvantages these pupils face. Schools and colleges also need to be aware that pupils with protected characteristics may be more at risk of harm and integrate this into the safeguarding policies and procedures. Turning to the issue of online safety, it is important that governing bodies and proprietors should regularly review the effectiveness of school filters and monitoring systems. They should ensure that the leadership team and relevant staff are aware of and understand the systems in place, manage them effectively and know how to escalate concerns when identified. Schools and colleges should use communications with parents and carers to reinforce the importance of children being safe online. Schools should share information with parents and carers about what systems they have in place to filter and monitor online use. What they are asking children to do online, including the sites they will be asked to access and who from the school or college, if anyone, their child is going to be interacting with online. And finally, under this section, the guidance now emphasises the importance of providing LGBTQ plus children with a safe space for them to speak out and share their concerns with members of staff. Moving on to part three, which deals with safer recruitment. In order to have a robust recruitment process, the guidance clarifies that a CV should only be accepted alongside a full application form and it is not sufficient on its own to support safer recruitment. In addition, schools should consider online searches as part of their due diligence checks on shortlisted candidates. And what about allegations that are made against staff, which unfortunately remains prevalent in schools in the past and even today? And so part four covers allegations made against and or concerns raised in relation to teachers. And the guidance helpfully reminds everyone that learning lessons apply to all cases and not just those which are concluded and found to be substantiated. And in respect of law level concerns, schools and colleges should have a clear procedure for confidentiality with sharing concerns. The school can decide whether concerns are initially shared with the designated safeguarding lead or the nominated person or directly with the head teacher or principal. However, the head teacher should ultimately be informed of all law level concerns and make the final decision on how to respond. If the law level concerns are about supply staff and contractors, then these should be notified to their employers. In part five of the guidance, this includes the advice previously issued that was a separate document and relates to child-on-child -child sexual violence and sexual harassment. It states that it is important to explain to children that the law is in place to protect rather than criminalise them. The importance of understanding intrafamilial harms and any necessary support for siblings following incidents and the need for schools and colleges to be part of discussions with statutory safeguarding partners. Thanks, Lorraine. I suppose as the new academic year begins, it's certainly important this guidance is, guidance is acknowledged and applied to minimise risks to schools and protect children. And the principals have equal force to other organisations who also engage with children and young adults. Um, we hope um, you found this summary in this podcast informative and we will continue to cover other relevant safeguarding topics over the next few months on Keo's Safeguarding Matters. Thank you.